You're now listening to the Live Different Podcast with Matt Wilson. Today's Live Different Podcast features two really cool guys who I had the chance to uh, talk to, have a really candid, laid-back conversation in Belize um, on one of our Under 30 Experiences trip. Uh, Martin McGovern and Rajiv Nathan run a project called Ideal Lemon. Um, and have a podcast um, called the Discover Your Inner Awesome Podcast. And uh, basically what these guys do is help young people launch side projects uh, to get yourselves noticed. So um, we basically just go over this whole conversation in a a really laid-back format, drinking some Cuba Libres in Belize um, on the beach, where we just hung out on an island with no cars and talked about life and what it's like to go down the unconventional path to live different and um, to be as awesome as possible. So this has actually already been published on the Discover Your Inner Awesome podcast, but I thought you guys would get a lot of value out of it. So check them out, idealemon.com, and uh, listen in because your content is up next. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Idea Lemon Discover Your Inner Awesome podcast, a new series where each episode we discuss questions that help us uncover who we are and how we present ourselves to the world around us. I'm your co-host, Rajiv Nathan, alongside Martin McGovern. And for our first episode, we caught up with our friend Matt Wilson while on vacation in Belize. Matt is the co-founder and CEO of Under 30 CEO and Under 30 Experiences. We decided to talk about a question that came out of a Jason Nazar Forbes.com article. The question, why aren't we doing the things that we know we should be doing? Hmm. It's a good one. Let's listen in. Your background with starting under 30 experiences Mm -hmm. and the fact that it was a, I don't know if you want to call it epiphany, but it was a moment of, I I can't sit behind this desk anymore and get out and see what the world has. Mm -hmm. And that's where, for you, I I could be wrong, but for you, it was like a moment of, I know I shouldn't be doing this, here's what I should be doing, right? Mm -hmm. You want to add anything? <laughs> are we are we recording? Yeah. No. Hopefully. <laughs> um, my real question. So how is, how does this work? So you guys talk and then I talk. No, no, it's just I'm just talking around. <laughs> we'll give you a green card when you when yeah, you okay. when, when I pass you the ball. <laughs> you are now the one who can speak. So I can, I, I can shoot. I can shoot. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, um, that that was it right there. And it wasn't that I was sitting, it wasn't like I was in some corporate job, right? I was working on a startup that was paying me with, with under 30 CEO. And um, it was exciting. And I had a new challenge every day, but I was sitting in like a, 650 square foot apartment in New York City and I was just wait a second everybody's telling everybody is saying even everyone's saying this is what I should be doing right but it was even on a different level right because everyone else is doing the corporate thing or has has 
a certain nine to five job. And even in the startup world, I felt that, okay, this is what you should be doing. You should like, uh, raise venture capital and apply to tech stars and, um, you know, who's, who's on your board or like what, what conference are you going to? And all of that nonsense, it was, again, it's just as bad as anything else because it's just people telling you what to do. Mm -hmm. And then it's the whole concept of what thoughts are my own? Yeah. What is, what do I really want to do? And what's just come from the rest of the world? Yeah. Advertise, you know, it could be advertisements. It could be what the school told you, what other entrepreneurs say that you should do. And it's still the same crap and people don't listen to themselves. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think we get bogged down, though, in that idea of what are the expectations others have of you. So Martin and I, November of last year, we went to Tech Week in L.A. And I know I've been to conferences before or things like that where I have this agenda of, like, I need to talk to these people. I need to be seen at this thing. But when we did that, I was on the verge of about to quit my job. And we had, we were in a place with Idea 11 where we were like, well, what do we want to do now with this thing? So we went in there with this mindset of let's just observe and yeah. just kind of be part of what's going on here. There, is, not, there is nothing we should be doing yeah, at this yeah, point. Exactly. Except being there. Yeah. Um, for the heck of it, because we have the tickets. Right. And, and that's the thing about observing and observing yourself and observing the market maybe mm -hmm. that you want to go into or observing just the state of the entire economy as what you guys are trying to do. Trying to push you know, push people to follow their passion and do yeah. what their their calling is or do what they actually want to do or what they feel is coming from inside and, instead of what your mom told you to do or what your professor told you to do. And so if you just, like, look at the state of the economy and, and you know, during the recession, people had no choice but to figure it out themselves. Um, and, yeah, that's out of necessity, but we also are lucky enough to live in a part of time where we can do the things because we have yeah. access to the internet. And yeah, stuff. absolutely. Like, so for instance, the, I think the shoulds get, you get bogged down in, well, this was what was happening before. So I'm just the next person in line. Like you think about right now, the 20 somethings, young professionals, whatever, 30s, whoever, we're all for the most part working in this system that was designed with a survivalist mindset that a nine to five idea or whatever, nine to six, whatever it might be, was designed for factory workers. Absolutely. Who were working to survive just to feed their family and provide basic needs. But we're at a point now where technology has advanced and where certain systems have been put in place and things have scaled, but where we don't need to, we're still living in a system that's based on survival, but we are at a point in time where we actually should be thriving, not surviving. And so you just get pushed down into survival mode, even though it's not, that's not the, the time that we're in. And we lose who we are and what we're trying to do because we think, or not we think, but we're, we're structured in that box. And, well, there's also different ways to look at it. Cause I mean, you can break it out by you know, time period in your life. So like if you have a kid, you should be providing for that kid. Or, Know, all the different aspects that go into different areas of your life. So back in the 60s, people, 
it was expected, or I, I think it was, I was talking to someone, they said back in like the 60s and 70s, after college, it was almost expected that you would take a year and just like road trip and wander mm-hmm. and do whatever you want. Whereas now it's like, start paying off your debt. Um, and so it's like back then, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, the thing that they sucked. <laughs> yeah. Well, like the thing that they should do after college was go now figure out who they are. And that was something that was just, that, that wasn't looked down upon. That was something they should do. Right. And now we don't have, now we don't have that option because what people told we told us we should do in high school was our guidance counselor. Mm-hmm. And that was go and get into the best school that we could have done and get into a shitload of debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And now we're in this position where, you know, I took the first three years, the first three years and I claimed on my student loans, I claimed like a unemployment forbearance or yeah. something, right? And like, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you're yeah. unemployed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. That's, uh, that's what they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I was just surviving mm-hmm. at that point. But because now we have a system where so many of us, and not everybody around the world, but so many of us have the ability to, to thrive, but our system is still set up just for this, I really like that with the survivalist mm-hmm. mentality. The system is just to put food in, you know, ha- feed feed people hand to mouth out mm-hmm. of the factory, basically. Yeah, and I think a lot of people would be on that. Path. I should have been strong, held the world on my back. I should have been honest. He's taking a step outside of just work. Um, there's all the other shoulds in life, right? There's the family shoulds. There's the, you know, I mean, the, the pressure to, I mean, different, we, we all come from different families, different cultural backgrounds, but um, the, the shoulds behind, you know, settling down, having kids, yeah. like when will that all happen? And every year I hear it gets pushed out further and further, right? For our generation, it's now it's in the 30s, maybe 35 is even the right, right time for a lot of people. And um, I'm just kind of curious in, outside of the work aspect, what are the things in your guys' lives that, um, I mean, we've all taken some big leaps in the past couple of years, uh, some bigger than others, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but we all made some pretty significant changes in our lives. What are the things now that are coming up that you feel either you should be doing based on past pressures or that you feel with, what you've overcome, you're now putting on yourself. That's an interesting question. So, ask it again. So, either are there still past pressures that you feel you should do that you haven't quite overcome, or are there new pressures because you've gotten over the past mm-hmm. ones that you're not applying to yourself? I think it's more so the latter. There's new pressures because of past one, whether they were pressures or just instances of success new pressures come out of that. Mm-hmm. So I would say, like, collectively, us and people like us, I don't want to be too elitist or anything like that, but we've probably been knocked down more times than many people have gotten into, into the ring in the first place. But with each time you get knocked down, it's obviously find a way to get back up and Tub Thumping starts playing by Chumma Wubba. I used to sing that in my sky. You were in a sky band. I was in a sky band. Did you say the trumpet? No, that was Alex. I was the singer and we covered Eminem. It was great. 
That's awesome. Nice. Uh, <laughs> karaoke. This yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 So take recently last year, 18 months, I think I was at my highest high in what was it, May of 2014 after I had given the TEDx talk because that was a goal I had had. I said I wanted to do that before I turned 30 and I did it at 25. And it was this supreme, like, I'm on the, I'm on the top here. And then we had a, Martin and I had a little bit of volition with Idea Lemon. We got broke into personal coaching for a few months and that didn't work out from a sense of it's some it's, it was very rewarding work to do and help someone in that way but it was work that really stressed us out because we couldn't dedicate the time we felt was necessary I don't think we monetized it properly well and becoming an account manager for someone's life that's, yeah and that's yeah that was I think <laughs> when you when you said that once I think that was the best way yeah. to put it it's we were account managers for people's lives and granted we met some awesome people through it but for us it was a pressure that I don't think we were ready to take on or had the right mindset or even time to take on. And so I went from this highest high of giving the TEDx talk and then down to caught in this like web of, oh man, bit of overwhelm. are we just like cannibalizing our lives for other people right now? Mm. And then we cut off the personal coaching and it was around, I think, August... August of 2014, when I think we both said to each other, we, we had both been like hiding that like we, we, we weren't enjoying it like we thought we would be enjoying it. Yeah. And then I, I don't know how it came out, but we were both just basically like, saying like, we kind of ignored our own lives yeah. for the sake of others. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, no, I really like what you said. I mean, it's exactly what you just said, Martin. Raj said, cannibalizing our own lives for the sake of others, yeah. which is really interesting. And it comes back to like, all right, if you're not fulfilled, it's difficult to help other people mm -hmm. with their fulfillment. Or if you're you know, not a good basketball player, well, you're not going to be able to help someone else shoot a J. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't see you out there today, Raj. I'm not, I'm not sure. They but, called uh, me young Kobe. Young Kobe. called me young Kobe. <laughs> you know, so if you're, if you're going to come to Belize and run a basketball camp, teach some fundamentals, which I, I bet they could use. Yeah, I can't here. dribble all my left hands. So we die, we die hard. Okay. <laughs> hey, I, I can't shoot a basketball, but I can pick up that little Kid. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of dunking, he just throws the ball straight to the ground. <laughs> yeah. And and when you when you think about it, um, that's kind of what Martin was asking this this question. Um, is I started in this kind of realm of people, this realm of nonconformity, right? Mm -hmm. The um, you know the the small tribe of people who were nonconformists that then became a, a big tribe of yeah. people who are nonconformists, and then I was like, all right, well, fuck it, this tribe's too big, I want to do my own thing. <laughs> like I'm, I feel yeah. like I'm constantly running from the tribe. Um, but that was the thing, like, when I was in school with this Collegiate Entrepreneurs Organization, I mean, I got to a school that was 3,500 students, um, and everybody was in corporate finance or accounting, and with like, it was not. It was not uncommon for people to wear suits to class because they had a presentation or an interview or 
a internship after, and that's great, but I didn't want to wear a suit and work in corporate finance and sit in a back office and crunch numbers, like, you know. Is that, was that your major? Um, crunching numbers and sitting in the back <laughs> office. No, business management was okay. my major. Okay. It's a big, I went to Bryant um, University, and it's, you know, one of the three Bs of business, Bryant, Bentley, and Babson, and okay. most of the people graduating work for the big four accounting firms. Okay. And, um, you know, so... So I, but I, so I got there and I was like, all right, well, this is cool, but where are the opportunities for entrepreneurs? And I'm like, oh, like, that entrepreneurship, that's yeah. Babson's thing. And <laughs> so. Why should it like, be like anyone's thing? You know, so that, was, and that's what's funny. Two, like, that, it was 2004, 2005, right? Which is ridiculous um, that that's what they said. Yeah. Now. So we started the long story short is we started this entrepreneurship organization, basically like three dudes in a room saying, Hey, like, do you want to wear a tie? Do you want to wear a tie? Like yeah. I want, at the time I had a landscaping business. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to make more money mowing lawns than this kid <laughs> is going to make at Fidelity. Yeah. So I don't see the point here. I didn't come to, I was doing that in high school yeah. and so anyway, so I was like, all right, here's nonconformity step one of what do people expect of me? And because I had been working on that kind of thing since 18, yeah. you know, and then starting under 30 CEO, I was like, all right, well, you know, that was 2008, 2009. Um, and those were some tough years economically and also starting a business from scratch online which I just knew no, nothing which about. Which I think you graduated like in the worst year. It, it, it's exactly. <laughs> a long time So all those history. kids who were working at Fidelity and, and all these finance firms right were getting their offers taken back yeah. and then we were all in the same boat and it's like well I just figured you know I just studied entrepreneurship for four years. Right? Yeah. There wasn't a major minor at the school at the time. But we established one. Yeah. You know, we, we did. We petitioned the school to help us bring entrepreneurship there. But anyway, what I'm saying is that because for so long, I worked on, all right, what are my expectations of my friends and family, right? And what the school wants me to do and what everybody else wants me to do. And because for, for the last 10 years, I've been saying, all right, well, I'm just going to block all that out. Now I feel like, I have, there's nothing that anybody needs to do. You know, that there's nothing that anybody can tell me that I need to do or that I should do. I don't feel like I should be doing anything, which even in that startup scene where, right, we had all of a sudden this really popular website, we're like, all, it was all these mm -hmm. guys with all these egos and yeah. like, you know, like, oh, okay, the tech basketball league, right? right. The reason that I would get so fucking pumped up to play in this league was because these kids were raising all this venture capital and they had never made a, a dime off yeah. of any business or any built, even built a product and they're raising all this money and thinking they're hot shit on the basketball and then, court um, and I'm like, uh, all right, like, yeah. let's go in the paint. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and so that's when I was like, all right, you know what, I'm going to Iceland. I saw volcanoes and glaciers. Yeah. I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna go totally off the grid because right. they're just conforming. Yeah, exactly. Just like everybody else. Yeah. Does that go for yourself as well, though? Are there anything? So you say there's nothing anyone else can tell you that you should be doing, but what about yourself? So, you know, there's the there's the grandma at there's the grandma at uh, at 
dinner on Christmas, and she's like, oh, you know, when are you going to be married? Yeah. Like, okay, we get it. We all probably have had that talk. Or Actually, yeah, my dad, my dad for the first time was, so, so somebody made a joke about high turnover with females and Christmas time, and I was like, yeah, I get it. I have a, I'm, I'm geographically undesirable. Like, <laughs> girls aren't sticking around for so long. Like they, yeah. they, they love it at first, right? Yeah. It sounds like a great right. idea, but then <laughs> to sustain it, it. And so my dad even like, well, you're going to have to make some uh, tough decisions probably coming up. I'm like, dude, I know. <laughs> you, know, you, know you don't think I know about this? Like, you know, heartbreak after heartbreak. Yeah. yeah, I know. These are tough decisions. Yeah. Um, but so now there's other than the than just like that kind of personal stuff. I don't know. I, I feel like what I feel like I should be doing, and this sounds crazy, but I should be listening to myself. Yeah. And but that took ten years of training myself yeah. to. I should do nothing and and fi- and figure out what comes from the outside world and what comes from. When the nights got dark, I should have been tough. When it all fell apart, when I was feeling sorry, head against the wall. It sounds selfish, right? But it's a it's the difference between you know listening to your ego and your thoughts and your chatter in your head and listening to like all the you know and actually listening to what is you. Yeah. Um, selfish. Selfish. Yeah. That no. That and that's what I don't know if a lot of people understand is that you do have to be selfish first in order to ultimately be selfless. If you don't know who you are, how are you going to serve anyone else? Yeah. Or if you don't love who you are, how are you going to really love anyone else? That I, I firmly believe that you can't, you can't give back until you have something to give, right? And if you're just doing yeah. things, if you're just whoring yourself out from the start and never actually taking the time to answer those questions about yourself or learn what you want or what expectations you have for yourself, you'll just be caught in that mire of, is that right word, mire? Of, yeah. Of always moving but never knowing where you're going. And then you're looking to your relationship or you're looking to your job mm-hmm. for your fulfillment. Yeah. And then when things are going shitty, mm-hmm. then, then it all hits the fan. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm reading The Power of No right now. It's, I've always been a yes person. I've always done everything what I, that everyone else wants to do. Mm-hmm. And that goes to picking my major in college. That goes to doing like my first job. I mean, I remember as like a 12-year-old, I was like, never going to drink. I'm never going to, or I'm never going to have a credit card. And <laughs> I'm never going to have sex before marriage. Whoops! <laughs> I was like, yeah, those those all kind of fell through. I worked at a credit card company, uh, and so like, what about the others? <laughs> and then, uh, but no, it's 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 really interesting too because like even back when I was in Iceland with you, um, I was still at the point of like trying to impress people, trying to like stay up as late as possible, trying to be everyone's friend, trying to meet everyone, mm-hmm. and always saying yes, like, people are like, oh, don't go to bed yet, all right, fine, I won't go to bed yet, like, even though my body's, like, shutting down, literally, on the couch, and, like, this trip, I was, like, sitting at the, at the round table last night, and I was, I was pretty tired, and uh, I looked up at Courtney, and uh, she, she, like, yawned, and we, like, made eye contact, and, like, did the little, like, we're tired nod, and I was just, like, ghost, <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, ghost to sleep, and, 
And like, there's, there's something to be said about like, number one, listening to yourself and number two, like actually acting on that too. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, I was like, I'm tired. You know, all these people are great. I would love to continue talking all through the night, but at a certain point, the conversations aren't going to be as helpful to everyone or as connected because I'm going to be like spaced out and like, you know, losing it. Yeah. I think, well, yeah, and that's a major part is that you were able to just do you, right? You didn't have to impress anyone or put a front off for anyone. I think what helps with that is, so in this case, maybe people had expectations of you that you didn't meet or you just didn't care about the expectations or maybe you thought they had expectations that they didn't have. But what helps, maybe not in that specific instance, but overall is finding ways to so other people to deal with other people's expectations is finding ways to get them to understand you because uh, the, when they actually understand what you're doing or what you're trying to do they they're on your team instead of mm. trying to say no you should be doing this you should be doing this I had a call with my brother uh, a few weeks back and this was I was I had just it was New Year's Eve we were talking and that was my last official day of employment at the ad agency that I was at. So I, January 1, you know, 12 hours later, I was officially unemployed. And he was asking me about my options. And I was just telling you, know, I have these interviews lined up. I'm pretty keen on one company. I'm totally aware it could all fall through in a minute, though. But that's how things go. So I also, you know, I know that might happen. And he goes, okay, well, have you thought about going to grad school then? And, I, and this is kind of what my answer has been for, since I graduated undergrad. And I think the Indian mindset, not that my brother's like traditional Indian by any means, but it's like almost like built into our brains. The Indian mindset is the more letters after your name, the more value you have in society. And I said, no, because there's nothing that's driving. There's nothing I really want to learn that I want to pursue a graduate degree from. There's nothing that's going to keep me up at three in the morning to say, I got, you know, I really love this and I want to go after this and learn this right now. And there might be in the future, but right now that's not, there's nothing that's there for me. And I would never do that just because I have no other options. Like, oh yeah, you know, I couldn't find a job. So I went back to school. How many people did that? Yeah. 2008 to 2012. Now you got dead on that. Yeah. And then I told him, I I, I said, I I, I told him that. And I said, and plus, the stuff I'm trying to get into, I don't need a graduate degree. And then he goes, well, and he's a doctor. He goes, dude, I have no idea what the fuck you do anyway. <laughs> he's like, I have no idea what your work, work day looks like. I don't know like what you like, really do like with Idea 11. So, okay, you're probably right. But I know. my grandpa what advertising is. I'm like, I do internet stuff. He's like, what's the internet? And I'm like... You use a typewriter. It's that internet and never swimming really trips. Know. <laughs> well, okay, so what you just said about that the you use a typewriter, you'll never really know, is what I feel like in my everyday life all the time. <laughs> I'm like, you guys are typing. And so what Raj said, which was help people understand that, I think that's really powerful, especially for the people like your brother who are really important to you in your life whose who's relationships that you value. I mean, I think that's really important to help him understand mm-hmm. and like it might take you time to have him understand that and that's, and they have to also want to understand mm-hmm. um, 
But I was thinking about the shoulds, and actually, I went back to the United States, and I went back to New York, and I had like those two weeks, and it's a binge of seeing your friends and seeing your family, and like going to like trying to organize something for a bunch of your buddies, yeah. and then like, oh well, you have to put in the mom time, and then like, oh well, you gotta chop some wood with your dad, and <laughs> suppose, like, suppose, suppose, right, right, <laughs> yeah, all of this, all this. Sh- these shoulds, right? And yeah. my phone was blowing up. And I was like, whoa, this is way too much for me right now. And to think about which of these people actually understand, I don't know. And so personally, I feel like I kind of ran from from that, you know, from mm-hmm. the, hey, look, you guys don't get it anyway. Yeah. Like, you guys are on typewriters right now. And not to be egotistical about it, but it was just like, just how I kind of just it's it really is how I kind of feel sometimes, and it's that pack mentality where it's like okay, well, just like you're sitting around the table, and you know if it's my buddies like oh what the fuck man you go to bed like drink some more beers mm-hmm. like we gotta go out and like I don't know pick up some girls yeah. or whatever it is that people still do at home. <laughs> and, and, whatever happens to me in that. Yeah. <laughs> right, but that's the thing. You fall back into that pack mentality. Yeah. And so instead of, you know, for me, it's still very difficult to go to my friends and be like, look, guys, um, I, so I have this yoga practice right now. And if I, <laughs> you know, and, and I've been meditating every morning. And to wake up and meditate when you're hungover is really difficult. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck are you? Who the fuck yeah. are you? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And so that's hard. That's really hard. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's hard. <laughs> but but you have to, like, you also realize who is it worth explaining that to versus who is it worth being like, yeah, whatever, I'm a pussy. All right, I'm going to go home still. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right, or Martin just ghosted. Yeah, he I, was that's, like, that's the only way I've found that works. It, yeah. The only Irish, way I've found that works. The, like, the Irish exit. Irish, Irish exit. Yeah, and I used to always be the person that would say goodbye to everyone. And I'd always get convinced to stay out. And the number of times that I'm out at 5 a.m. just like, what is happening right now? I want to go to sleep so bad. Um, well, usually at that point, I've already just like convinced myself uh, via some liquids to stay out. Um, but like, it's, it's the exact same thing. It's I want to have a good morning routine, a slow morning. And I, even now, like now I'm in a relationship. So now I'm finding myself... It's not that she doesn't understand, but, you know, to cut off a conversation at a certain point in time, really difficult to do. And I haven't figured out how to do that yet. And so how do you, with the people that do matter, still, because they understand it, but sometimes you just get caught up in the moment, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. where is the line between living in the moment and preparing for the next moment? And that's where I'm struggling the most right now because I know what I want and what I'm quote unquote supposed to do for myself, which is even things out a bit. I'm I'm usually one extreme or the other, and I'm always finding myself having trouble finding that cutoff point that's a good balance. So you, you say live in the moment, and that's so funny because my uh, my roommate from New York, who you know I. Who I lived, you know, I lived with him for a year, and his tagline for everything was "live in the moment." And it was so much fun. We got along so well. Yeah. But you know, when I when I'd leave Whiskey Tavern at one, he's like, "Dude, you don't want to live in the moment right now? Like, what the fuck?" And, and but it's like your moment. This is his moment, right? Right. So he'd want to stay out till four and shut the place down. 
and it was hard. It was Moments really are connected. Moments are connected. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and honestly, the the best thing, and even if he understood it or he didn't understand it, and he was he was a really nice guy, so like he's gonna try to understand, is just being as authentic and real with people as possible because you say you're reading the power no. I used to be the worst yes man ever and like people pleaser and just trying to say, oh, oh yeah, I'll do that. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Matt can oh, like, uh, you know, can you do this for, oh yeah, 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 I really want to help you out. Because I do, genuinely. Yeah. But unless I live, is it like, all right, am I doing this because this person, I get instant gratification by like helping out my friend or like staying on, staying at this bar tonight because he's talking to a girl and I can like wingman the yeah. fat friends. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I, I might just, <laughs> I might just have to say, you know what, man, look, good luck. I got to go to sleep. <laughs> and, and practicing that it's like a muscle. Yeah. It's like, man, like yeah. you got to work for that. It's, it's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard, but yeah. But once you do it, it's, it's, it's liberating. It really is. Well, and going back to your point of helping people understand, I think one of the things that is really good when you do find the right people, and, and you said that one friend, like you might not be able to understand, but he'll at least try. But certain people will try and will also understand. So, in in the case sometimes, I'm like, I mean, when I bought Power, no, I bought two. <laughs> I was like, you get one, I get one. We're <laughs> yeah. gonna go through this together. Yeah. And um, even when things come up, like. Um, she has a ton of energy and I'm like, if I don't fall asleep in the next 20 minutes, I'm going to be like the most angry person in the world. Yeah. Um, I'm really just doing this for you. <laughs> like you don't want to be excited about something and have me be grumpy. Like that's yeah. not a good thing. And, um, I think there's a level of when you find the right people, they're going to want to understand. And even with what we're talking about, the whole reason it's being recorded is so that other people can start to understand. Yeah, if absolutely. it wasn't for things like podcasts and books and blogs like yours, like mm-hmm. I never would have. I'd be still sitting at a desk in a credit card company, going, "Why am I so unhappy?" Yeah. Instead of realizing that there's other options that I haven't even thought of yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's so much out there that we just don't know. Yeah. That the only thing that I really think is the course host or should be doing is learning as much as possible. Yeah. Like, that's, at the end of the day... And it's, and it's learning about, like, whatever you choose to learn about, right? Yeah. It's not, like, learning about what someone told you to learn about. Exactly, exactly. Well, now I'm giving books to people. You know, well, <laughs> no, but, but... But you have to be on the same level. I love the, the, the sharing that knowledge, right? Because you read it, now you're talking about it, hopefully people read it on the podcast... Yeah. But the, hey, this is really, this is really powerful when you buy the two books and you say, look, this is mine, this is yours, this is something that I need, this is a core value that I need to put into my life. I need to be able to tell you specifically no, because you're going to be the hardest person to do it because you're hot, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's the hardest ever, <laughs> like, but no, I can't, there's, there's no other good way to put it, but, think but with the brain, I, think I, with right, the brain, right, like, it's right and oh, yeah, right, no, right and oh, like, on your hand, and just like, no, no, I can't, no, you know, but then if she respects that, then you're gonna. Then she is gonna understand. Yeah. Then, then she's gonna understand. Yeah. yeah. And then she will have the courtesy. She'll have the courtesy to do that in return, mm-hmm. 
and you'll respect whatever it is that you need to, you know, you'll respect whatever it is that you need to do. Absolutely. You know, she'll respect that. Woo! You're looking good, Andrew. <laughs> well, this is kind of one of my favorite parts, oh, being interrupted. <laughs> oh, I mean, when we were in L.A., it was just like oh, yeah. random people crying in the background. Yeah, that was weird. It was like a... <laughs> There's like a, I don't know, a women's something Support group behind group. us, like, yeah. and they were just bawling their eyes out. And we were like laughing in the conversation we were having. <laughs> <laughs> they probably um, thought we were assholes. Kind of like the, the Belizean kids playing basketball. Yeah. Last oh night. My God. And we couldn't, we were like going around in the group, having a rosebud thorn. And yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just like these kids screaming at yeah. this basketball game behind <laughs> us. Like, home. I was on the outside, freezing in the cold. Fighting off my demons, angry at the world Even the sweats and shakes can never keep me warm Cause even when you the share with your partner and, and his business partners too You just have to be real with each other Yeah And that's, re that's extremely difficult Yeah, absolutely one of, even, just, sorry, even just talking about how difficult it is Like, I think that's one of the core Like, we just did, went really deep into personality profiles Like, e, I'm an ENTJ um, with the whole Myers Briggs and everything like that, and I have this group, and everyone, a, a huge amount of my friends, and I made everyone at Christmas do it in my family as well to see what everyone's personality profiles are. And even just having them do that 20 minute test at least opened up the conversation to why are we having trouble understanding each other? Like, my family is four brothers, and it's lawyer, lawyer, engineer, going to be a lawyer, wow. and engineer. And I'm advertising artist in the center of these four guys wow. and it's not like it's the most overwhelming thing and but it's definitely not fully understood and so it was kind of cool when I had my whole family take this test um, the one thing I, that really stood out to me was my dad is the same personality type as me hmm. and I was just like this makes a lot more sense because he's been an entrepreneur his whole life uh, starting his own companies and I'm like all right now I'm going to be able to talk to you about a lot more things. Like, we've already had great conversations in the past, but now I know what makes you tick. Yeah. And I think, I mean, even the conversations you and I have had, Raj, um, have really been, and we only went through like two pages of the thing so far, but yeah. they've been much better in how we talk to each other because I get horribly overwhelmed when you come up with ideas. Yeah. I'm all about execution and yeah. you're all about like, this sounds cool. Yeah. And, <laughs> But it's helped me which realize... Which is a fantastic... Which is a fantastic yeah. dichotomy. Yeah, oh, of course. You know? Like, you came in last night, and you're like, oh, blah, 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 10 ideas. And I was like, oh, God, these are going to be hard to execute. <laughs> right, right. But even knowing that, like, from the, the personality profile thing, like, it makes... I'm actually now, where I wasn't before, cognizant mm -hmm. of, oh, I'm going on that idea, like, thing now. I should probably rein it in and try mm. and focus on a couple and then one. Yeah, well, and, I, well, and I'm like, don't shut down his ideas or he will get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, this might help you because I'm like the idea guy and have a million things and I love to fire people up and get people started, but my execution That's is me. pretty poor, <laughs> yeah. you know? So I, I so I understand what where Raj is, but Jared, my co-founder is like he's like all right let me take you back to, to you know you went to outer space let me take you back yeah to outer, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah yeah he has to shut me down and tell me no and and all of these things um and i'm like 
Man, yeah, no, it's, yeah, 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 exactly. It's it's the it's, like it's the play. I gotta meet this Jared guy, right? So so you'll you'll meet Jared, and you'll you'll completely understand. You guys can bitch about us all you want, but and, when, and we'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, we're, like, yeah, we're on cloud nine. Let's think of some crazy shit. And, but so so I thought about this today. I was um, with with under thirty experiences. You know, I finally have found something that allows me to use my creative side mm-hmm. over and over and over again and come up with an idea and be able to like get it off the ground and be able to set it up and then I'm like oh okay so the location Costa Rica is set up I know how to do it I've run the first one I can bring you know I can bring people there I can train a staff member and you know like now I really want you know now I want to run a New Zealand trip yeah. Thinking about New Zealand, and people are telling me about New Zealand. And <laughs> I see people's faces light up, right? and that gets it's me like ear to ear, right? And I'm like, "Oh man, New Zealand, unbelievable! I need to go there." And Jared's like, "Really, man? Can we really pull this off? Like, do you yeah. know how much a plane ticket costs there?" He's like, "Do right. you know?" He's like, "When's it good to go? What time is good to go?" To New Zealand, like I don't know. I'm yeah, like, yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, it's like, well, it's kind of close to Bali. Like, don't the the seasons coincide? I'm like, well, what am I gonna do? Bring all my cold weather stuff for New Zealand and bring my warm weather stuff for Bali? And yeah, that's exactly what I was asking you on the go. boat today. I'm like, where do you put your winter stuff? <laughs> right. I was like, that's like you're like, oh yeah, he's going somewhere new. I'm like, where does he put his jacket? Yeah. It's not in his backpack. <laughs> <laughs> but what what I finally felt has been, I finally felt um, that I have something that I can have this creative output and Mm -hmm. work on a bunch of different things and it keeps it fresh for me and Jared does not mind being the COO and the operations guy and he doesn't mind like, honestly it's doing a lot of shit that I'm not good at and uh, even more honestly that I don't like to do. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And I have to hand it to him. Like I went, no way would I would be have a million ideas with no execution, and and that's no good. So if you can find something that like can keep your creative output Mm -hmm. flowing all the time, and you can get people excited and like lay the tracks, yeah, and then you can lead a team behind you and like get it done. That's that could be really powerful for you guys. That is actually a really good point because going back to the shoulds, right? Like, we had a conversation a long time ago about, like, who's going to be the face or whatever. And, yeah. I, and I was much more extroverted at the time. Really, I was just more of a yes person at the mm-hmm. time. So I was doing a lot of things that exhausted me and I didn't really... I couldn't tell at the time that I didn't like them because when, the, when you're in it, you, you get excited, yeah. right? But it was draining me more than it was, like, energizing mm-hmm. me. And I've noticed, like, even on this trip, like, one of your goals is to meet every single person, have a deep conversation with every single person. One of my goals is to, like, space out a little bit. Like, like, I'm just happy, like, that I'm not thinking so hard right now. And, And I've noticed that, like, as we keep moving forward and as we keep exploring these topics, my shoulds are getting less and less about being an extrovert. Um, even though I'm like, you know, more expert than introverted, but it's, it's less and less about being that guy who's out there talking to every single person all the time. And it's much more about sitting back and understanding things and trying to figure out how to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And I I think that that's going back to the shoulds is who are the people that you're thinking you should be like 
because it looks fun mm. versus, versus what you actually want. Yeah. And this kind of ties in a few things you said earlier, but it's we look up to a lot of people, right? Sure. Yeah. And we say, I should be like, I don't know, throw out Tim Ferriss, right? Right. Everyone says they should be like Tim Ferriss. But I'm sure he's sitting at home going like, I'm a mess. Yeah. Like, I've got a million things that I'm struggling with. And that's why he reaches out to people and says, how do you do it? Because I feel like I should be like you. Yeah. And it's just like, that's a great point. And one of like the two notes I took for this was that, um, I don't know if Matt, if you've heard this, you may, I may have shown this to you. 30 Seconds to Mars, the band has a song called City of Angels. And it's, it's about Los Angeles. And the music videos, it's like kind of like documentary. It's 15 minutes long. It's also a music video. And it's Jared Leto, who's the lead singer, interviewing different stars and celebrities and athletes from, you know, not, not, not necessarily from L.A., but who live in L.A., who have been part of L.A. I live in Hollywood, California, land of the stars. someone like James Franco, right? Like you look at someone like that and you're like, oh man, he's got the fucking best life ever. He's the, he's the man. And his part of, of the, the video when he's being interviewed, he, they, they have a series of people talking about like what their dreams were and how they got to LA. And he goes, dreams and expectations. Dreams and expectations also have the very dark flip side of disappointment broken dream. Who knows what's going to happen after this? I don't know. So if this is the only life, then why am I not just doing everything that I want to do? So to the point of looking up to people, even someone as successful and who seems as laid back and chill as him, He's even thinking about, I'm not doing everything that I should or want to be doing. Absolutely, because he surrounds himself with all these people. Because he looks up to people. Yeah. And, yeah, and unless you do what, like, I sit, again, with Raj trying to meet every single person. I mean, you guys hear mm-hmm. me say, like, okay, this is under 30 experiences, and I, I feel like it's, quote, unquote, my trip. Yeah. Um, it's about everyone else. But I want to make sure that every single person has a good time and every single person that I connect with them and that will be able to stay in touch and I'll, I'll write them a, a handwritten holiday card, mm-hmm. right? But that's me and I know that is where Jared, he's on a trip, or, or, or just say like Courtney, who's our, our staff member and she's handling all the logistics, 
that allows me the ability to come and sit on this podcast with you and do something that like, this is a conversation that I want to be having, yeah. like that I know I should be having, but like figuring out the ferry and all the yeah. shit that we have to do tomorrow, that kind of stuff makes my head hurt. <laughs> and, and so I, but you look at people and you're like, oh, well, you know, Matt's in charge of this group. We should be like him. Well, no, you should be right. like yourself. Yeah. You should be yeah, like yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Absolutely. That's interesting too. Cause I mean, there are a lot of people on this trip who were like, oh, like, you know, I mean, they look at your life, right? You travel a lot. And they're like, oh, I want to, and we, I, I think this came up at some point, but they're like, oh, he has such a great life. I wish I had that life. And I'm like, but you don't see him when he's not with us. He's probably working his ass off. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You yeah. notice he's not walking around town with yeah, us every time. He's, like, yeah, right. he's not drunk with us out of the bar. Yeah. He's probably got some yeah. stuff on his mind. Like, is there a storm coming? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, while well, we're out in the ocean. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's definitely like there's all these shoulds in our heads, yeah. but people don't stop to think about. I mean, and I, I think that going back to the original question, like, what is preventing you, though? Yeah. Like, what are the things that actually prevent you? So, and uh, this is another point I want to make, and then we probably should wrap this up because yeah. I'm sure people are getting hungry. <laughs> I'm sure Courtney's taking good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we really should be going to dinner, guys. <laughs> so, you, Matt, you wrote this. This is probably my favorite blog post of yours back in November of last year. It was the My Battle Banishing Stress post. Mm. And in that, you said, I'm subscribing to the concept of impermanence, mm-hmm. that nothing lasts forever. And I think a lot of times we get caught in this like decision paralysis because we think just because we make a decision, it's permanent. And it's going, right? Like, you choose this career. So you're mm. stuck in that career. You're stuck in that job forever. Or you choose this relationship and you're with that person or you're with those things forever. But the fact is... You have control over everything. Just because you make one decision doesn't mean you can't change your mind later. And they, and I think that's probably what holds people back from, you know, why aren't you doing the things you should be doing? Is because you think if you do it and it's not exactly what you expected it to be or it doesn't exactly work out that you're fucked. Which the fact is you're not. You'll probably learn something from it and then go do something else you want to do. Right, and unless you check in with yourself every single day and ask yourself a thousand times, what is it? that I should be doing right now, but what comes from me, you know, yeah. don't, don't say, because all the little voices in your head, like, and most of your thoughts are like, oh, fuck, that's my grandma, you know? Yeah, that's oh, my yeah. Grandma yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, totally. Like, all yeah. the things that you say to yourself, like, oh, Matt, you're such a jerk, right? I think on that post, I might have even said, like, that was probably, or, or like... The guy from, like, the, second yeah, grade or whatever. Like, second grade who was an <laughs> asshole to me. Yeah. Like, that's... That, you know, so you get all those thoughts in your head, and but with the impermanence, you're not the same person you were yesterday. You're not the same person you were tomorrow. You're going to be tomorrow, and so if you think of it like that, it's like, all right, who is it today? But it goes, it, who are you today? But it goes back to your values. If you have this core belief, and and that could be within your business relationship. It could be within your personal relationship. You know, you guys have these conversations, which is so cool. It'd be amazing if you and your girlfriend read, went through these lists of questions and said, all right, don't let's think he ask, hasn't thought about that. Let's, yeah, let's <laughs> don't ask. think she wasn't there the night we went through personality profiles. <laughs> okay, okay, but yeah, if you can nail the values, right? And 
And if you're in a good place to be in a relationship or start a business or whatever, it's because you're listening to yourself, right? And then you can be able to accommodate the needs and the values of others. Alright, so to wrap it up, what, Martin, what would your answer be, based on what we've talked about, to why don't you do the thing that you know you should be doing? That last point you just made, uh, kind of blew my mind. Oh, the one we talked the least about? Uh, no, I know. It's, it's <laughs> like, I can't, like, I'm, as you said it, you're like all the voices in your head that aren't yours. And I've already got, like, ten voices telling me different things about it. So it's like, there's a Stephen Lynch song. He's like a, a song comedian. And he, he like, ends his concert with all the voices in his head. And they're, like, yelling at each other. And it's like, it's like uh, talk to that girl, no, you're a pussy. And it's like... <laughs> would have to be that it comes down to your like core core purpose at your deepest part of your core and if it, you know I'm, I'm often very conflicted especially when I first started learning about these conflict uh, these uh, concepts. these concepts is I was like oh man like, you have to listen to yourself all the time that's so selfish like, yeah. I want, why am I doing me all the time right but if you have like something in your core that says, I want to make the world a better place in some way, I want to act. I want to look at the planet and have a positive impact. I want to look at the universe and, you know, or look at the human race and say, let's, let's make this a more evolved um, species and, or, or, or just your little community. Like, let's make this place a better place. And not because you want to feel good about yourself, right? Not mm -hmm. because you're fulfill, trying to fulfill yourself. But if you're already fulfilled, then you can give to up. Then you can give to others. And if the core purpose of that is to do something positive, 
then you listen to yourself mm-hmm. and there in which you can go out and and spread this positive energy. Yeah. Nice. I like that. Mine I think is and I, I, I would say for the most part I'm a very self aware per- person. I'm very in touch with my purpose and my motivation and and I know who I am, and I, I don't nearly suffer as much, Martin, as you do from the other voices. Like, I pretty much listen You're to my voice. Thinker, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. And I know other voices that are important to me, which I listen to, but at the end of the day, I listen to my voice. But I, I think what prevents me sometimes from doing things I know I should be doing is getting caught up in the minutia of things while technology and all the relationships that we have and time of the world that we're in is awesome right now like it's fucking awesome and it's crazy that we're at this point where like tech is cool and not geeky and we have all this information at our fingertips you literally keep in touch with everyone anywhere yeah you know like all that stuff at the same time it's it causes so many decisions that have to be made at any given moment or so many things that can take your attention away at any given moment and martin you've seen me i am dog chasing cars with the things that I'm interested in and want and want to learn more about, or even that I don't want to learn about, but I just get dis- distracted. So for me, it's it's the distractions and the minutiae of everything is what prevents me. And I don't know, maybe now I'll start thinking about how to deal with those distractions. Well, I think it's key who you surround yourself with, right? Yeah. Like when I when I had all my friends take that test and I realized everyone's an ENFP in my life, like eighty percent of my friends are ENFPs. It's because those that's what I'm missing. Mm-hmm. And that's why you've got Jared, and that's why we're helping each other. And so, in order to really understand yourself, you need someone else picking the slack up while you're figuring that out. I think it really helps. Yeah. All right. Well, cheers. I, like it. I have nothing left in this bottle, but for the purpose of well, a clinking sound, let's on go audio. get another one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. To dinner. <laughs> and that wrapped up our conversation. Man, that was a lot of fun. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. If you want to learn more about Under 30 Experiences and the awesome trips they take, check out under30experiences.com. For some of the best entrepreneurship advice around, hit up under30ceo.com. Questions about our show? Getfresh at idealemon.com is the email address, or hit us up on Twitter at idealemon. Music credit in the show. We had segments from 30 Seconds to Mars, City of Angels, as well as Stephen Lynch, Voices in My Head. The intro and the outro you are currently listening to is a song called Shine by Chris Leamy. His EP is available on iTunes. It is called The Start. That does it for the first episode of the Idea Lemon Discover Your Inner Awesome podcast. Until next time, we'll see ya. Shine.